Today is what? Encounter Youth. Woo! All right, we are going to make a few announcements, and then we're going to have my buddy here do the devotion for the day. Amen? Amen? All right, so next Sunday, we are having a baptism here. We are so excited. I know the candidates, so I'm really excited. Saturday, August 19th at the Greenfield Church, they are collecting supplies for school. So if you want to bring in pencils, pens, and things like that, you can see Miss Robin for more information, or it is posted on Facebook. 50 and Up Club, that's tomorrow, 1.30. We are having pizza, salad, dessert. We got some fruit, so come on out for 50 and Up Club. I think I've seen everybody who's interested in that. It is not too late. You can see me, or I prefer if you see Miss Nita after service because sometimes I'm doing this. So if you could just see Miss Nita, she's much more calm, okay? Um, they also are having at Greenfield Church Vacation Bible sco uh, School August 10th to the 12th, Thursday to Saturday at Greenfield, ages 5 to 18. Again, you can see Miss Robin or go on the Facebook page. All the information is there. Final announcement before we get to this devotion. Um, I've been talking about how October 7th we are going to do Out of the Darkness walk um, for suicide prevention if you want to make a do donation to any one of the ones that signed up or just see me we would greatly appreciate that um, anybody can sign up to do the walk if you say I can't walk you can pray please pray for the group I mentioned last week that I signed up to be a test a person of testimony so it's by running so if it's God's will may I be one that gets up there to give God's word amen all right, we are so excited today. I'm sure you all can feel the energy in the air. We are excited. We got a lot of things coming up for you today. And may you all have a wonderful rest of the Sunday. So there is an old saying that goes, don't just take the or talk the talk. It means walk the walk. But does that mean for Christians? It means walking or, or living like Jesus. A lot of people can tell what you what Jesus said. They know the verses by heart. They can say all the right words and sing all the right songs. They could talk the talk, but not nearly as many people can do what Jesus said. They have trouble when it comes to comes to time walk to walk the walk to live like Jesus said. They should stop paying or playing and clean up your room it is easy to say forgive names or forgive others it's not easy to forgive that friend who called you names it is easy to say love your enemies it's not easy to s to be kind to someone who has been unkind to you no one wants no it's not easy at all but it it is walking the walk and it is what Jesus wants you to do Amen. All right. We all understand that, right? But with him, we can do it. We can forgive and keep on walking. We're going to go ahead and have praise and worship now.
Can you stand and help us praise God? How many are glad to be here today? This is a youth day, so we're here to support our youth as they begin to do ministry and walk out of ministry. Can you, can you just let them know how much you love them and how much we appreciate our youth as they do things today? Uh, this is a special service for them today. So how many are glad? The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house or the presence of the Lord. I know it's a little gray and you got a little Michigan grayness on the outside, but the sun of God is shining on the inside. How many of you are excited to be here? If you'll go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise in the place.
worship the Lord with us.
right, amen. We are going to get ready for our drama presentation. Everybody's been practicing for a few months now. We are so excited. I forgot to mention that this is GLOW, in case you didn't know. Um, God's love over the world, because that's what we want to do, right? Go out and show God's love. So we've got a special presentation. I'm just going to go ahead and say a very small pr uh, prayer for everyone doing the drama. And may you be touched that you want to go out and spread that word. Amen? Amen? All right, if you can just join me real quickly, please, in prayer, and then we'll get started. Team, make sure that you have your mics on. And I forgot to mention that this was made by my special Ellis over here and her mom. <laughs> so she was our prop person. Every child in the youth group has a job to do. Amen? We take it very serious. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We ask, Lord, that you touch everyone in this building, Lord. We ask that you touch those that when we go out, that they see your light. It's only about you, Lord. May you touch our hearts and our minds and keep us well, Lord. We ask that you guide us and show us what we're supposed to say because we want to be led only by your Holy Spirit, Lord. We want to make it only about you. And we thank you and we give you all the praise because it's about you, Jesus. Amen. Girl, wasn't this party lit? Yeah, that party was amazing. But can you believe that, girl? The earth of her talking about Jesus. Right? I didn't like her talking about Jesus. Well, she made a couple of good points. Girl. Maybe we should follow Jesus. <coughs> girl, if you're going to go with that, I'm not talking to you anymore. Well, fine. I don't bring it with you, you know bring it with you because it's your responsibility but come in because everybody's talking and doing stuff like that now so you guys can come in and enjoy the rest of the service This love me, this I know, for the Bible held me so little one to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Hello? Well, yeah, it's Sunday, so you know where I'm heading. Yeah, I go to Encounter Church. Yep, it's on Campbell between 11 and 12 Mile in Royal Oak. Yeah, we'd love to have you as a guest every Sunday at 11 a.m. All right, we'll see you there. Bye. Hey, girl. Yeah, I thought I'd Snapchat you real quick. You see my chain. What do you mean I'm married? And if this other dude takes good care of me, you should see my Louis Vuitton bag. I'm going to Snapchat you later so you can see it. Um, what are you talking about just because I'm married? Um, this other man, did you see what he, for real, do you see this? I'm blinging over here. I'm living my best 
life. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not, it's, it's not greed and stealing. Look, I'm going to let you go because I have other things I got to do. Whatever. Hello, everybody. Hi, my name is Bishop Apostle Anointed Disciple Minister Barry, everyone. <laughs> and I would like you all to come out and see me at Second Ebenezer United Methodist Baptist International Church this Friday, okay? I'm giving an amazing word. You can't wait to hear me speak. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. I'm going to be there. Come on and see me.
thinking we have life all figured out, but deep down, we know that's not true. None of us wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the vital help given by those before us. We weren't born knowing how to brush our teeth or tie our shoes or ride a bike. Chances are we had parents or guardians, guardians to teach and guide us in these things. We didn't walk out of a university magically knowing all of the things that we need to get a good paying job. Chances are we spent thousands of dollars to let professors educate us on those topics. The reality for all of human history is that there was never anything anywhere that any person could have done that was truly by his or herself. Why? Because every breath that we take, every thought that we have, even the words that we speak, that's not us. All of it is done thanks to the God that created us. And when it came down to our sinful nature, we ourselves couldn't even repay the debt on our own. Jesus did that for us. We cannot go about life claiming to know God all the while knowing our sinful nature better. We can't claim to know God knowing which brand of whiskey puts you out faster or which cigarette brand will feel better, knowing which snide comment about someone's appearance will make you a little bit more popular or which string of gossip will cause the most discourse, knowing which buttons to press to upset your siblings, your mother, your father, husband, or wife, and making them the most irritated knowing your favorite sports team stats or talk shows better than you know your Bible. We as Christians must reflect on the terrain of the path that we are walking with God. We have to ask ourselves, what obstacles may there be that can cause us to stumble? Look around you, is it, is it dark? If we truly feel that we are walking with God, but we can't find a single light on the path to guide us, how can we be sure that God was ever helping us walk at all. Where there is light, there can be no darkness. We're humans, not bats, we aren't nocturnal. We cannot see in darkness, but the one who can is eternal, and he has a light that will shine brighter than any addiction, brighter than any idolatry, brighter than any jealousy, brighter than any depression or anxiety, brighter than any sickness, brighter than any attack from the enemy that is thrown our way or placed in our path. All we have to do is seek the light that God so readily provides. We have no reason to make our, make our way through life apprehensively in the dark if we just use the light that's always available to us. It's, it's right there. And God did not design our lives to be DIY projects. We can't fix everything, solve every conflict, or overcome every challenge all on our own. Knowing this, why would we continue through life willingly blindfolded when God has given us sunshine? So the next time you get hungry and at 12 o'clock in the morning and venture beyond your bedroom for a quick snack or DTE tries your patience with the third outage this month, whether a light switch or a flashlight is closer, I suggest if you want to see, turn on the lights. Thank you. Good job, Haley. She always gives such, en such encouraging words. Amen? We have a special speaker this morning for the first time. Miss Liz, come on up. I told y'all we had many things going on today. So let's give her a round of applause and we'll, we said prayers already. 
think so. Good morning, Encounter Church. It's so nice to see everybody here. Um, as a parent at this church with small children, I just wanted to take a second to thank everybody for showing up to support the youth. We really appreciate that. Every time that you come and you just even coming and sitting and watching their, their, their little plays and the things that they do, it, it sows into them. And it shows them that the people who follow God care about them just as much as God does. And this is so important. So thank you guys again for all of the support. Um, so as Christians, we're called to spread God's word, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ resurrected and how his sacrifice gives us forgiveness for our mistakes and offers us a new life within him. One thing we are also tasked with is to be the light. Matthew 5, 14, 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that, you may see, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, there are many ways that we as Christians can be the light, but for today, we're going to focus on three points. Our words, our actions, and our attitudes. The theme for this year's Youth Takeover is GLOW. The Oxford Dictionary defines glow as a steady radiance of light or heat. Radiance. Let that sink in for a second. Radiance is defined as a great happiness apparent in someone's expression or bearing. Similar words listed are joy, splendor, magnificence, brilliance. And finally, glory. Glory is defined as praise, worship, and thanksgiving offered to God. By now, some of you may be wondering, what is the point of this mini little English lesson? And the point is, is that words hold meaning and power. Not only, not only do words hold power and meaning, but they also hold weight. Our words and how we choose to convey things to others can either make or break a multitude of things. We can use our words to lift one another up or to tear one another down. Sometimes without thinking, we can hurt those that we care about with our words, even when we had the best of intentions. And I'm sure everybody in the room has had a situation like that. Um, the Bible says quite a bit about how words can affect others. Ecclesiastes says, uh, 10.12 says, The words of a wise man are gracious, but the lips of a fool shall swallow him whole. As Christians, we shouldn't use our words to make others feel bad about themselves or their accomplishments. The lines between constructive criticism and harsh, and harsh words is a very fine line. Um, and that's a venture that really needs God's expert advice. Proverbs 11.9 says, Evil words destroy one's friends. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Proverbs 16.24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Simply put, think before you speak. You should always think before you speak. If you wouldn't want it said to you, probably shouldn't be saying it to other people. Um, remember, be careful with your words. Words can be forgiven, but they cannot easily be forgotten. No matter how hard you try, to forget what somebody has said to you. It's not easy to do. 
I'm sure there's many people here. We have a lot of age ranges here. I'm sure there's lots of people who anywhere from 30 to in their 80s remember things that were said to them as young as six years old. Even if the person you know, asked for forgiveness and you gave it to them, it doesn't make that hurt go away. So please be intentional with your words. Our actions are the results of decisions that we make. And most importantly, how those decisions lead to how we choose to conduct ourselves. The word conduct is defined as a mode of, or standard of personal behavior, especially based on moral principles. As humans, we make decisions every day throughout our lives that impact not only ourselves, but everybody around us. Some decisions are small. For example, do I want to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt? Uh, do I want to wear pants or shorts? These type of decisions don't really usually affect other people around you. They're very small, they're innocuous. It's usually just something that only really matters to you, right? Then there are other decisions that uh, only affect, you know, okay, so those are decisions that don't really matter. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself, pardon me. <laughs> those decisions like shirt colors and stuff like that, those are ones that don't really matter. They don't, weigh, they don't have a lot of weight to them. They don't really affect anybody. And then there's decisions that affect only us, right? So an example of that would be like, you know, you know you got to get up early in the morning for work or church, whatever the obligation is, right? You're like, oh, this show is so good. I'm just going to watch one more episode, right? I'm sure lots of us have done that. One more episode. And before we know it, it's been three, four, five episodes. We're five hours up past when we should have been, and in the morning we're going to be exhausted. Is it a good decision? No. But does it affect really those around you? Not really. You're tired, you might be a little fatigued, you might have had less sleep, but it doesn't really affect others. Then there are actions that we take that impact others. Those decisions, there are some that have good impacts on others and there are some that have bad. Examples of good impacts on others with our actions would be like holding the door open for someone, going to grandma's house and shoveling the walk, getting the snow up for her spending quality time with your children, going out of your way to raise money for the homeless, or maybe going to the shelter and feeding them. These are things that you can do with your actions and your time that affect others in a positive way. These actions show considerations for those around you. Actions that positively impact people around you show that you care about their well-being, their emotions, and it helps build trust and lasting relationships. Then there are decisions that we make that can negatively impact those around us. Some examples of those actions are lying or purposely leaving out you know, information. My parents always told us growing up that a mission of the truth is still a lie. So if you're leaving out information to make yourself look better, that's still a lie. Sorry to break it to you. If you can't say amen, say ouch, right? Stealing. Stealing is another one. Obviously, we all know why that's wrong destroying other people's things, not following through on promises or fulfilling your responsibilities. These actions damage and negatively impact relationships that we have with others. They start to see us as untrustworthy, unreliable, and inconsistent. These decisions hurt others' feelings, they damage our credibility, and can cost us important relationships, causing people not to want to be around us or to have anything to do with us. If you're not dependable, people aren't going to depend on you. Essentially, these type of decisions make things harder for everyone over time. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells the parable of the sheep and the goats. I condensed it a little bit for time's sake. Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. 
the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. This parable shows that our actions towards others matter, not only to those people impacted, but also to God. As Christians, our actions reflect back to God for the non-Christians around us. How can we ever expect people to want to follow Christ if his followers actively hurt others and show no concern for anyone but themselves? Selfishness is not something that should ever be seen in a Christian. That's not something that God would support. Um, are we going to get it right 100% of the time? No, absolutely not. Of course we're not. But we must make decisions to put effort into being intentional with our actions and being trustworthy just as God is. And over time, it stops being a decision and it becomes a habit. And this habit brings wonderful rewards that not only affect us, but those around us. This helps show God's light in us to the rest of the world. <clears throat> and my third point, uh, our attitudes. Our attitudes towards things can heavily affect everything in our lives. If a person always has a negative outlook on things, all they will ever find is negativity. But if a person has a positive attitude towards things, then they see more positive things around them. I am by no means saying that we're not allowed to feel sad or angry, but if we fixate on those emotions, we get tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is when we are so focused on one thing that we can't see anything else. For example, if I was to be upset over the fact that I can't have an expensive item that I want, I won't appreciate that I have the other items that also bring me joy. Something that's worth $2 can bring you just as much joy as something that's worth $100. It's all about appreciation and perspective, right? I could become angry and hostile towards others because it's just so unfair and I can't have what I want. And before I know it, I'm taking my frustrations out on everybody else. I'm mad at Victor just because I can't have a new iPhone. That doesn't seem right, does it? Um, I could find myself in such a funk that I might not even be able to realize how much my selfish attitude is weighing me down and affecting others around me. As Christians, we're supposed to take care of others. It's hard to see other people's struggles and where they need help if we're hyper-focused on ourselves all the time. So another thing that you can do is to try and be more noticing of those around you. When you notice a shift in somebody's behavior, it probably means that something's going on with them. Extend a hand, say hello, ask how they're doing. These are important things. Um, step outside of your mind and take a look around. It's also hard to appreciate just how much someone is helping us if all we ever see is how unfair life is. And can you imagine how bad that would make somebody feel if you're sitting there just complaining, life is so unfair to me, I have the worst life ever, I have terrible luck. Meanwhile, the person right next to you has been helping you every inch of the way. They're making sure that you got what you need. They're making sure you feel supported. But life's very unfair for you. You have nobody to depend on. Makes that person who's trying to help you not feel very good about themselves. Um, 
the thing about feelings is they come from the heart. The heart lies. Our hearts lie to us because they are prone to sin and disobeying God. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In this passage of the Old Testament, we are told that the heart is deceitful above all things. Our heart will try to tell us that someone doesn't love us because they told us no or told us how our behavior was damaging. That's a lie. People are allowed to hold boundaries and standards. And those, ban- those boundaries, they don't mean that they don't care about you. Uh, it actually shows how much they care. Think about it. If they didn't care, they most likely wouldn't have said anything because they know how minimal their interactions with you are going to be. So if you're walking around selfish and hateful and just, you know, why me all the time, if they only interact with you once a year, it doesn't make a difference. It really doesn't affect them. But if they love you, they're going to say something, and that's important. If we're so focused on how unfair we see life as or having a daily pity party because life's so hard on me, we can't grow. It's okay to feel your emotions, but don't stay there. Don't get comfortable with self-absorption, with misery, and with depression. Our hearts, can be, our hearts cannot be made right apart from the saving grace of Jesus in our lives. We do not need to follow our hearts because they will lead us after sinful nature. Our hearts lead us away from Christ rather than towards him. So what you need to do is you need to feel that emotion, you need to pray on it, and then let it go. Once you pray on it and you talk to Jesus about it, release it. Don't carry it around. Because if you keep holding on to it, you're not letting him handle it. We have to give it away to him. Um, Holding on to all those negative emotions all the time is like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. It's foolish and it hurts ourselves. So what's the point in doing it? I'd like to leave everyone with Galatians 5, 16 through 25 as an example of how we can be the light in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, division, enviness, drunkenness, orgies, and all these things, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no laws, and those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. I would like to take a moment now to speak about somebody who goes to our church who does a very good job of being the light of God. This person is generally positive, usually has a smile on their face, and usually has an encouraging word for a lot of people around them. You come up here for a minute, Mom?
Sister Terry, could you please come up here? We're talking about you. I have a gift that I wanted to present you with. That is for you to hang downstairs. You're welcome. Bring that into it. It's going at home. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to me and being patient with me. I know I stammered a little bit, but I really appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. God bless. Amen. All right. All right, so are you retired yet? Maybe? Half my crew went to the bathroom, so how about we say this? If you are 15 and under, stand up. 15 and under. 15 and under. All right, all 15 and unders, do this. Come on, let me see. Do this. If you are 16 to 25, stand up. All right, just kind of shake out your, your shoulders a little bit, all right? Everybody else stand up. Keep standing. Everybody stand if you can. If you can't, that's okay. We forgive you. It's okay because you know what? I got to tell y'all, sometimes at um, work, I'm like, yeah, I can't really stand up anymore. So I get it. All right, all of you do everything. Woo! Shake it all out. How we feel over there, Dave? <laughs> all right, you can be seated. Just so y'all know, that has nothing to do with my message. I just didn't think it was fair I was running around, so I wanted y'all to join in on the crowd. How's that? No, it really does have something to do with the message. So just imagine when we first called up the first group and that light was there and then the next group was called up, imagine every single one of us going out and being the light. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you awake? All right. Whew, gotta catch my breath. So first, I would personally like to thank all of the parents and all of the workers today. Um, it goes, it, a lot goes into this, and I hope that you all truly do see my light. I love these kids with everything. I mean, my mom and my godmom are here today. They know y'all. They already know all of you because you are my family, and I love you. So I hope that that shows. However, this summer has been really fun because you know what happens when kids are at home with each other? They bicker and then they come other places and they bicker and I have three sets of siblings and I'm sometimes don't take it offensively when I have them lined up at the door. I still love you. Just it's time to go though. <laughs> I love you. You can come back. Just stop fighting. <laughs> so I have a question today. Do any of you secretly have something that maybe you're kind of hiding? You kind of just put it under something and you know no one's going to see it. Perhaps you have a little lie. Maybe you're like in the drama. Maybe you're, you know, a little adultery, a little idolatry, a little greed. Do you have that and you know it and you're just kind of tucking it in? Just kind of a little bit. See, as we focus on God's love over the world, we have to be his glow, just as Liz was saying. We have three steps. You have to repent and get rid of all those things 
that are in the dark. You can't walk both. You have to get rid of them. The second thing, you have to work, like she said, on the fruits of the spirits. You have to work on that. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Stay in obedience because, see, God sees it all. You did a very good job, Dave, by the way, as Jesus. But God sees it all. It doesn't matter what you think the other person. Has anybody ever known someone who they, they just take total advantage? Let's just use work, for example, because that's what I'm going through. They come in and they get a paycheck, but they really don't do anything. But as soon as the boss comes around, oh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, woohoo, I'm going to do that. Meanwhile, the other people are doing the work. That's stealing. You've been paid to do a job. So I'm going to ask, maybe we kind of hide that under there a little bit. So we got to go out on our faith and listen to what he tells us to do. See, we all like to fit in. We can fit in and party. <laughs> we can go get a couple drinks, right, Angel? We can get a couple smokes. <laughs> Jesus, who? But then we show back up. But all week long, we didn't put our light out there. Are you fitting in the crowd? Or are you different? I challenge everybody when that thing, that one thing that comes up this week, take that challenge. Remember to be the glow. We have to do that. We are not to fit in. We cannot do those sins and get the glory of God. He wants you to go out and show him. We've been playing around. See, I'm not playing because hell is real. While this was a drama, by the way, I felt really bad sending any kids to hell. Um, seriously, hell is real. And we didn't even really get into the word of what hell is. So go out and tell people. Let them see God's light. Step out on faith. No matter how much it hurts you in that situation, hell is going to hurt you a lot more. Amen? So I know we've already had it, but I'm going to read it again. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way that your light shines before others, they, that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So here, we're if you, anybody ever wants to see anything that the kids do downstairs, we have bulletin boards. You can ask the kids. Now, I'm fully aware that there's a certain age where we start saying, we didn't do anything, nothing. What'd you get? We didn't do nothing. I'm fully aware of that. It's okay. They're doing stuff down there. So I have proof of it. We have pictures today. So we started the summer off with creating a link. So we can see the link here. They were creating their own links. And this was the start of the summer, right after school ended. They were to write down their attributes of where they are standing right now with Christ. So we have some beautiful butterflies. And hopes that those caterpillars become those beautiful butterflies. Don't we want to be a beautiful butterfly? 
So, I mean, I just love these. These are, they're, they're looking at each other's Bible verse there. That's what they're doing. So there's some examples. See, a caterpillar will spend most of their time eating. Shouldn't we be just like the caterpillar? We continue to eat at the word. We continue praying. We, we, we repent. And we rely on the Holy Spirit to change us. Don't we want to be like those caterpillars? Continue to go, growing on his word only? A caterpillar has 4,000 muscles in its body. Surely if a caterpillar can do that, we can use our 600 muscles and go out and tell the world. Caterpillars produce silk. Silk is smooth and light, like when you think about a silk material, right? See, we can have that same heart and mind for Jesus. There is not a better feeling in the world when Jesus has taken something off of you and you feel so light. Not to mention a student, but this student told me last week that when he was praying, he could feel the lightness to it. So imagine that silk and that, that Jesus is going to take that away from you, right? As a caterpillar is in the cocoon, his brain is completely reorganized during the pulpal stage. Just as the word says, our hearts and our minds must also be transformed. See, sometimes, sometimes God will keep you in a dark place because he wants you to be intimate with him. But it's up to you to know the difference. Are you keeping that secret or are you coming to meet God in the secret place? I'm going to go back to my original question with you today. Do you have something hidden away? You don't have to really tell me. I always tell the kids they don't have to tell me. It's between you and God. Do you really have something? Have you stolen a little? Have you kind of sort of, I'm jealous when people have iPhones too, Liz. Have you kind of sort of been, you know, jealous a little bit? Kind of not supposed to be jealous, right? Oh, wait, but they didn't see that secret thing I was looking at on Facebook. Jesus sees it. Jesus sees it. So just as that caterpillar is in the dark part of the cocoon where there's no light, he's transforming. You, too, can come out transformed today. Are you ready to let that light shine? Are you ready to let others see Jesus, or are you going to just kind of sort of fit in? Because we like to fit in. We don't have to stay in the dark. We need to be transformed with our hearts and our minds so that everyone can see it. I told you, hell is not a joke. See, not that I'm better than anybody, but has anybody ever had someone tell them, you think you're better because you know Jesus? No. But I am better because I know Jesus. Amen? Amen. You can see with all of the um, youth that's been here today, and not, I, um, I sometimes put people on blast a little bit, but the other day we were doing, we were finishing up our butterflies, and I completely forgot about these crosses we made last summer, and it was so beautiful. I'm embarrassed Mia back there. She went up to the, the cross that she had made on the door, and, and I forgot, like I said, and she's reading it and looking over for whatever thought process that she had going. Jalisa will come in and ask for homework for the week. She asks for the homework assignments. Even if everybody else is like, eh, she wants it. 
Sweet Anna over here, I loved it the other day. Sorry, Anna, I'm going to talk about you too. So the kids, they have their own folders. They have their own ink pen bags. They can put whatever they want. And there was a question that came up. I don't remember what the question was. She came, and the question came up, and she remembered that she had something in her personal folder from way back in January, and she went and located it. So you see, it's link by link, step by step, formation by formation. A caterpillar will come out of its cocoon in two weeks. But as long as you have breath, you have an opportunity to change your heart and your mind. As I finish up, I wish that everyone, and I, my prayers over you, that this has really touched you. It, I'm not up here for an entertainment purpose. I tell the kids all the time, I'm really not here for entertainment. You got to be willing to go out and be that change. And it's only between you and God. I've heard pastors say this just the other day. I don't remember what he was discussing. It's not about me. I'm not up here to do a show for you. It's about you and God. So take the challenge today. Set it in your mind and in your heart. And be the one that shows up so that you can be the light. And my light went out, but y'all get it so that you can be the light in the world. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. I am going to go ahead and say a prayer. Pastor, did you want to come up or no? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say a prayer. Thank you, everybody. We hope that you took something away from this. Amen? Amen. And don't forget, 50 and up tomorrow, we got our party going on. All right, if you can just bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything that went on today. Lord, we ask that you touch everybody's heart, everybody's mind. Lord, we ask that you touch those that have come here in pain, Lord. We ask that you heal them from the head down to their toes, Lord. We ask that you continue to watch over them and protect each and every one as we go out into the world. We ask that you know that they see only your light, Lord. As something comes about during the week, Lord, we ask that you remind them that they are the glow and it's only about you, Lord. We ask right now that you touch them. Lord, anybody who is out that couldn't make it but wanted to come, Lord, we ask that you touch them. We ask that you touch those that joined us online. Lord, we thank you because it's only about you, and we are always going to make it about you, Lord Jesus. We thank you right now in your holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God a hand clap. Um, I'm not fixed to preach. Don't get nervous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ready to go, but as I was listening to them, um, this is what came to my mind, and it's Hebrews three, fifteen through 16. And, uh, well, and it says something very simple. It says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Sometimes we wait for somebody in a suit in a pulpit to hear God's voice, but God's voice could be heard through that play. There's somebody who's, who that play is speaking to right now, either online or, or in this building that, that you have not made a decision to completely follow Christ, and this is not your door. This is your door. I don't want you in that door. So I'll simply say, the day when you hear my voice, spoken through the little ones, harden not your heart. 
listen to what God is saying. He speaks to us through all sorts of different types of ways. And as Terry was talking, and Liz, a fabulous job. I knew she would do that. We, we talked a bit. And I'm so, so grateful for what God is doing. That's, that's the teach the found. Liz is growing in discipleship. Uh, with, uh, Haley, good job, too. We expect Haley to do good. This is Liz's first, first time. And thank you. Thank you, Terry. Terry does a fabulous job. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, it's one thing to be good. It's another thing to be faithful. Uh, and, and that's important. So if you don't know Jesus today, I just want to be serious or let's be honest. If you said you know Jesus, but you've been playing with him and you really don't know him like you say you do. Today's your day. And I didn't want to close this sermon without or this time or online. If you want to say I want to be saved online, we'll reach out to you. We want everybody who needs to and wants to be saved to be saved. If you have something that you need to give to God the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Is there anybody in this place? That, that either needs to be saved or wants more of God and says, God, I, I can do better. I want more. This altar is open for you. You can walk by walk of faith. You don't need music. You don't need the drums and things like that. If, if you want a, a change in your life, Lathe wants more of God. Anybody else, you can come today. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. If you know, uh, see, see kids what you can do. It doesn't take old, older people to do it, but just from what's been said today, there are people who are deciding they need more in their life, and some of them are seniors. You know what that means? We're coming to a point in our life where there's no more senior ministry and, and youth ministry. There's just simply ministry. And, and so Terry and I have been talking, and to do that, what we want to do, we are changing the ages of youth ministry from zero to six. They will go to the nursery with Robin from six to 16. They will be with Terry after 16. They will be coming up here once uh, one Sunday a month so they can serve, not to sit, but to serve, because we what we do not want them to do is grow up, go to college and they realize they were never part of this. Once they get to 17, they will be coming up two Sundays a month to serve in this building so we can all serve together. So they realize that down there is not just their church, but all of this is our church. And, and I want us to make you can clap for that. I want us to support our youth. When we were at the regional convention, our regional uh, youth pastor, he said something that made me, made me think, and this is an epidemic across all churches. Isn't it amazing how we have youth events, and when the youth events are going on somehow, not in this church, we, we don't do that here, do we? But the old people always find a way to go have lunch and let the youth do what they do. No, you're supposed to be here to serve and to help them. That, that we're one body. There is no youth and old. That's not, there's no more that's their event. No, this is our event. And I want us all to come together to love one another and support the youth. Well, I'm older. I don't, I don't like all the music. That's okay. You were younger at some point in time, and nobody liked what you did either. We're going to all come in and love one another and serve one another. And even on the 50 up, I know summer's not there, and I don't know if Terry wants them there, but when summer comes and you have the 50 up, maybe some of the kids can come out and serve some of the older, uh, uh, older saints. Why? Because we're not different church families. We're one church body. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father and God of all who is above all. 
and, and although we got a bunch of people missing today, it's still full in here, and that, that does my heart good. Hey, guys, kids, I want you to see this. You see this often? This is what happens when you dedicate your life to God, the things you do and the practices you do and the time you spend doing sermons and stuff. And Natalie, as you know, it takes a little bit. That, that makes a difference. And if you need prayer, Pastor Ernie, if you can come and, and you can pray and Robin come up. If you need prayer, I just feel, feel led. If you want more of God today, uh, Brother Dave, you can come get him today. Don't leave this service and say that was a great youth service. Rodney and, and y'all can come on. These are more.